Unscripted. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. P-Dubs, good to be with you. Hey, great to be back with you, PD. Back in the studio again. Yeah, for the first time of 2024. Absolutely. And uh, boy, it was a wonderful time of Christmas and New Year's. And Right, and you know, I bet everybody's happy we had a green Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, and today, uh, all that has changed. Yeah, here on January 9th as we're recording, we're getting a nice little snow out there. It looks like a snow globe, and... When you listen to this to, on the eight, on the tenth, hopefully, who knows how much snow is going to be out there? I know. I mean, it was a little delayed. We were all anticipating getting this early last night. You know, early hours, three to six a.m., and all the wonderment of will there be school and right. what will happen? And do you remember that as a kid? That excitement of like going and we were talking. I think you were at lunch this morning afternoon. We were talking of. You know, turning on WGN on yes. either TV or radio. I'm like, I remember it being good old Bob Collins and Spike Odell. Yep. Listening to see, you know, Foxfire Grove, School District 3, no school. I know. And it was always seemed like, you know, your school got said last, you know, <laughs> and you hear all these schools cancel, 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 cancel. And then like you don't hear your own and you're disappointed. And you're like, come on. Yeah. And then it's like, come on, it's got to be added now. Because yeah. they just keep adding as they hear and you see the ticker across the bottom on the right. TV. Uh-huh. That was a joyous time, but poor kids, I don't think they get that joy anymore because now they have e-learning days instead of snow days. I know. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, e-learning days, what are you going to do on an e-learning day? Learn. You learn, learn how to make a snowman. You learn virtually what you were going to learn in school. Uh, no, I think you got to get out and experience the good old snow, you know, like. Like we're talking about gathering. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could do a mathematical equation on sledding down a hill and the rate of which you slide and. And, and the, the slipperiness slope. and the slope, yes. So you could calculate all this. And, could be like a really mathematical thing. And math for building a snowman of the diameter yes. of the, the snowman and the height and the then, width. And then what is the width of the next part of the snowman's body? How much smaller does it need what to be? What percentage? You know, is it going to yeah. be a third smaller, a half smaller? See, there's a lot to learn in the oh, in a snow day. Well, what about language arts? Language arts. Um, well, you could uh, drive around with your mom and dad, or you know, and just see, you know, how people are um, responding in traffic by the things they say to other people driving. Or you could go to the grocery store and see how people interact with the long lines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. Speaking of long lines, I went to return something to Amazon return in Kohl's yesterday. Okay. Well, the, my timing wasn't good. It was five o'clock, mm. and like there was, I felt badly for the guy. There was one guy behind the the yeah. desk, and there was a line of like thirty people. Really? And I'm like, I I sat there for probably a minute, and I'm like, this isn't moving at all. Uh, uh, I don't have to return this today. I'm going to go another time. You know? But you're there. I know, but you know, it's like mm, I'm I'm not going to wait it out. Like the one who drives to Wisconsin for gas. I got no patience for lines. <laughs> well, see, that was like the other day I was at Target and I was in like the self-checkout line. I was just like, man, these people are bad at self-checkout. I'm like, why are they so slow? Yeah. I'm like, man, these people need to use the regular line. Let this free for free know what they're doing. Yeah. Or yeah. they need to like, you know how you have the short order line, which I've had my, I've yes. voiced my thoughts yes. on. Yes, yes. They need like a self-checkout for those who are experienced cashiers. <laughs> But I was just like, why don't they just say the Donald Antor line? I mean, come I on. Mean, just do but it. it was just like, this person was just like, 
I'm like, come on now. Yeah. Find the UPC. Boom. Scan it. Scan Put it in the bag. Get it on the way. And like all of them were filled. I was just like, ah, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I was just like, man, this is what people felt like waiting in line. Not my <laughs> line at Jewel, of right, course. Right. And, and it wasn't even snowing then, was no. it? I mean, so it wasn't even that, but the snow was, you know, was affecting like, your day. I was just like, these people are not good cashiers. Yeah. They couldn't last. Well, you know, everybody has different gifts. We're not all, you know, cashier of the year. Well, I don't know why. Emeritus throughout your life. <laughs> emeritus. <laughs> That's a fancy word. Yes. You know, yeah. one day we'll get that pastor emeritus added after our names. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about that, but I just never know. That is true. Uh, you never know. But yeah, but it's those little things that's funny how it just kind of can trigger us a little bit to get annoyed or frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, anxious, you know, traffic gets us anxious and, um, you know, how people are driving, that kind of thing, like, uh, you know, when it's raining or... Well, even like, you know, I heard somebody say, man, people are driving so bad, and, you know, once that first snowstorm starts, yeah, people don't seem to forget how to drive in it. Right, yeah. Mm. I know, and it's like, um, you know, snow is a beautiful thing. Um, to look at, um, but there are there are dangers and hazards to it for sure. But right. it seems like now more than I don't know when we were growing up, there people are more fearful of like, oh, don't go out in that snow. You and know? even like the total amount of snow coming, like yeah, think back to like when you were younger, or even I was younger, like eight inches of snow that didn't sound that bad. No, it didn't. It was kind of oh, oh, that's no. a pretty good one, but. But it's like the norm, like what? Yeah. I mean, if you can still see the ruler that you put in the ground, <laughs> is it really that deep? I know. Yeah. And now like five inches. Oh, we better shut down everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it depends on where you live. I forgot who we're talking to, but the idea of like when I was in Southern Illinois, when they got like eight inches of snow, like school shut down for like a week almost. But that's also because it's harder to get the country roads plowed out. Mm-hmm. Or when I was on my vicarage in Oklahoma, we got like... 10 inches, 8 inches of snow on Christmas Eve, and we ended up canceling Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services. Oh, okay. And I'm like, that just felt weird for Ooh, Christmas. yeah, for sure. And then I drove to, from Bartlesville, which is where I lived, to Tulsa, which is about a 40-mile drive, so I could fly home on Christmas Day. You know, there's like 30 cars in the ditch. I was getting mm. passed. I was like, this is why you guys are in the ditch, yep. and I'm still on the road because... That's right. I kind of know what I'm doing driving in the snow. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm more worried about the person around me, not myself. Right. Well, I remember one time it snowed real bad out here. It was my first job, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. I was an eager beaver and had to get to work, you know. And uh, I used to work in Broadview, which is by, like, uh, Hillside, that kind of area. And um, it was bad snow, and I went down 53 to 290 that way. It took me three hours to get to work, and there were people stalled on 290, and it was like, I remember kind of weaving my way around stalled cars, and at one point, I'm like, should I just turn around and go back? And like, no, I'm I'm this far, and you're like, well, I'm committed. Three hours it took me to get to work, and like they're like, why did you come in? I'm like, because I... Thought I should trying to set a good impression yeah. on you guys. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah. that kid out of college, he's he wants to work. He's eager. Yeah, I guess so. But he's uh, a go getter. Going home wasn't any picnic either. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like 
if you take your time, you can most times get to where you need you to know, be. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Isn't that what the, the tortoise, the tortoise, and the hare taught us? Yeah, right. You slowly move, and you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. fear is a big thing, though, in our society. Not yeah. just with the snow. I mean, it's kind of yeah a fun one. But there is a lot of fear, especially I think going into the new year. That idea of the fear of the unknown. Yeah, I mean, people uh, often talk about resolutions that they want to make in the new year, and and that's all to do with like, oh, here's what I want to accomplish, which is great. Um, and um, everybody knows the story about resolutions. Many are broken, like within the first few weeks. I wonder and, how many are broken here on January 9th already. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm guilty of that, and I've I've stopped making resolutions. And but like, as people look out into the future of the new year. You know, there's a lot of um, messaging out there in our world that kind of talks about upcoming things in the world or in our country. And it uh, lately, more than ever, I don't know about you, PD, but it seems like uh, people are more fearful about the future and like what's right. going to happen, not only in their personal lives, but how will our community be affected, our our state, our our nation, our world. With all these uh, things that seem to be going on. Well, yeah, especially like, you know, I think it's been a rise since 2020 when you see all the stuff that's been happening in our world and our society. Be like, oh, this is a sign of the end times. Look at mm-hmm. all this going on. Mm-hmm. This is the end times. And it's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Right. But I, I don't know. Like, every generation doesn't think it can get worse, yet it keeps getting worse. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, these kinds of things in one variety, form, or another have been happening. Ever since Jesus, you know, died and rose from the grave. And uh, so it's like, like you say, every generation could think, well, this is the end. And um, yeah, probably some things we see more of. But um, but it seems like um, the world just, I don't know, lately uh, seems to be casting messages that elicit fear in people. And, you know, you hear it in conversation you know, people are well. Did you hear about this and what's going here? And um, well, how will that inf- you know impact our world? And this will be so much different. Uh, that kind of thing, right. and, and so that becomes the topic of like continued conversation with people that their minds are just focused on the negative and uh, the unknown and, and things like that. And it's also where I feel like people have a comfort in that fear to some extent that they almost want to always. Being that fear, right? Because they're oh, this is what I'm used to, mm-hmm. I'm, and that's just a weird idea to me that we're almost comforted or find comfort in that fear because that's what's known to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a strange thing, isn't it? It's like, well, I know how to, I know how to operate in, in right. this, so it's almost like the fear is the known element, as that people kind of, as you say, mm-hmm. get a, a sense of comfort in being having some level of fear, which is so like upside down right you know who wants to be afraid of anything Mm -hmm. or have the fear of that unknown and i get having that because everything in the the next hour is unknown for all of us even the next minute the next second you know we don't know what's going to happen in those obviously we have an idea in the immediate future right but in that long term who knows what could change between now i mean taking for the weather for example like you talked about oh there's going to be this bad storm coming Mm -hmm. You know, I woke up, I think, 4 o'clock this morning, let Madison out. I was like, oh, it's like a dusting out there. Yeah, there's a nothing. Lo- I was like, you know, because I know I heard that District 15 was going to say if they're having a snow day by 5.30. 5.30, yeah. And I was just like, you know, I don't think between 4 a.m. and 5.30, it's going to get to the point where they're like, 
we're canceling. Yeah. But it's that fear, like that initial fear that was created. And it happens every year when we had that first big mm-hmm. snow, mm-hmm. snowstorm. People were like, we don't know what to do. We got to go to the grocery store. We got to load yeah. up on everything. And, oh, man, I got to make sure all this is in line. Well, it's funny you say that because after I went to uh, try and return my package at, at Kohl's for Amazon, they are like, oh, we got to get gas. And again, I attributed it to it was five o'clock and and traffic was bad and everything. So we go to Costco, which is, you know, 30 cents cheaper than the normal place. And like we could barely get into the area to get in line. And and so I waited and waited and waited and I found a good line and I got in there. It wasn't so bad. But as we're waiting in line, we're facing the Costco parking lot and it is jam packed. And I'm thinking like along what you're saying. Were people just storing up, you know, now because, you know, here comes some bad weather? I mean, there's a little prudence to that, I suppose. Right. But, like, even, like, the highest, I think, snowfall I saw was a foot. Yeah. Are we really going to be shut down that long for <laughs> a foot? I mean, I am kind of spoiled that I have public works on my street, so yeah. my street's always plowed out very quickly. Uh-huh. And then it's a pretty, ma- a kind of, well, it's Main Street in Barrington, uh-huh. so that's a bigger road that people travel on a lot, so mm-hmm. it gets trapped plowed quicker than others right but i'm like even if it's a foot of snow like within the next 24 hours i think i should be okay to run to jewel real quick right right exactly and and your local jewel or your food store can't be too far away from oh sorry house. we don't have corporate sponsorship to yeah, name yeah. Groceries. well i was just thinking we have may have listeners here who are like what is a jewel that is true you know so um you know uh but anyway you know, uh, that that's that healthy balance between preparation, concern, and fear. And so, like, yeah, we're talking, you know, kind of lightheartedly about this, the weather and the snow and all that. It's good to have, be prepared. It's well, good yeah. to have caution kinda or like, concern. You know, kind of like for me, for example, like I tend to be like not a big grocery shopper all at once because it's just me. So I might be like, okay, on my way home from Jewel, I'll pick up something that I feel like for dinner, something to make for dinner. Yeah. Maybe on a day like when it's that snowstorm coming, maybe I'll buy just a couple extra things so that way the next day or so I have something. So if I don't have to go anywhere, I don't have to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and all, all like weather-related things aside, I mean, there are things that people have um, you legitimate. Know, legitimate, like regular fear over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... Uh, that is driven by something that they can't control, like anxieties right. uh, bring about fears, right? And so, like, you know, uh, certain trigger points, certain things that people hear, it, 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 it sets something off inside of them, and they're fearful. And we understand that. And, like, I don't want us to sound like we're making light of fear, but, um, but, but what we were kind of kicking around was, like, just the overall, like, worldly messaging or things that are, um, you know, more nationwide or worldwide or events that are happening, especially with our media. It seems like our media is, is driving towards messaging that creates something more than concern or awareness, but like there is a fear in it. Like, well, what will happen because of this? You know, this is happening. How will that impact my daily life? And that's coming to a neighborhood near me. Oh, in fact, it's happening in my own neighborhood. Like, let's just take, for instance, and and I'm not looking to have a political siding one way or the other, but there's a lot of people coming into our country. And so now we're seeing more and more busloads of people coming into towns, randomly getting dropped off. 
And so like when that gets found out, people are very concerned and they have fear like, well, where will these people go? How will this change my neighborhood? Or, mm-hmm. or even like theft. Um, you know, like you see all sorts of things with people with rings, you know, right. Amazon dropping off packages. Right. Oh, there's people stealing things off of our things and our, and it creates a fear because people don't know right. how it's all going to work out. Right. And that's why now for especially like deliveries, they have access where people can give like access to like a part of the house or like a garage, which mm-hmm. I don't know, that would almost make me more fearful that this person can has, now get in, in my house front level. Yeah. Like a little more entrance level. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a double-edged sword there, right? It's like, well, fear. I could see where that could be good if I could trust those drivers, right, which, which you should think, be able I to. I mean, well, it's even like somebody, oh, it's kind of joking, the idea like an Uber. Like people are like, well, I don't know if I trust an You know, you don't get in a car with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Aren't you doing that with Uber every time you yeah, take an Uber? right. Taxi. Which, taxi. You're yeah. getting a car with a stranger. Oh, well, he has an identification on his... Right. Well, that could be false. Right. I mean, <laughs> Uber at least... Hopefully, I think it might be harder f- fake than a, ta- a taxi. Yeah, yeah, but it's still that idea of like we have these fears, and they are like or like a fear of like a diagnosis coming mm-hmm. up. Yes, because that is completely out of your control once exactly. you go for that test and like, hey, we need a test for whatever it may be. So that mm-hmm. fear is legitimate, mm-hmm. and it does consume us. And and it also depends too on your outlook of life, whether you're optimistic or pessimistic. Yeah, because you might be like, okay, I'm waiting for this. It's gonna be okay which then you could be almost setting yourself up for a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Or you could be negative, like, oh, this is going to be the worst, and then it's something better. And then it could just be somewhere in between, and it's that, it's that balance of like being cautiously optimistic or pessimistic yep. and not getting too high or too low. So either you're crushed because of it or you're just, you know. Yeah, these are all great examples. And like even on the daily, like someone, uh, whether you're going to school whether you're going to your work, you know, you you may be starting to think of scenarios of what that lies ahead in the day, and then you become consumed with those, like, oh, if that happens, this would be a bad thing. So it begins to grip you, like, right. you know, to like, oh, I don't even want to go, or right. I don't want to be there, or so it creates like an avoidance in your mind. And, and you're just like, you know, when you said that, I started thinking sometimes, you know, I've gotten like an email or a phone message, hey, I want to come and talk with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what oh, does that mean? Well, that doesn't sound very doesn't good. sound like a good one, right? Yeah, <laughs> or like, so you know, it does it creates that fear in us, mm-hmm. which, and it might, and that person might not even be attending that, and it could be a positive, yeah. But it's just that idea of like we're so almost, almost like trained to think, oh, somebody needs to talk to me. What bad news is going to happen? Yeah, it's like our mind already is conditioned to expect the worst. And, uh, and so when all of that kind of snowballs, like in our personal lives or the messaging that we hear on media or wherever, and then you begin to hear people get into like, uh, oh, what do we call this? Um, where they, they make up things like, um, hypochondriac. No, 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 no. Um, you said it earlier, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. No, no, it's, um, it's like, uh, like, oh, something bad is going to happen. Is this? Here's an example. Like pessimistic. The whole, no, like the whole like. Uh, 
I'm just going to say random yeah, things. Just, and, and I'll go, yes, that's it. But like, here's the one where, um, and I brought it up in our discussion, that whole mall of Miami thing and huh. in the early January, there are 10 foot aliens taking over a mall in Miami and there is hundreds of police there. What is going on? And then you see people like casting fear and, uh, and like, oh, well, here's a video of this shadow. It looks like a 10 foot tall person, you know, up in the sky. And, and so it, they're creating all these things that create a lot of chatter. And, you know, to most people, it'd be like, what in the world are you talking about? I'm not paying attention to that. Like, yeah, because I know you texted me yesterday jokingly about for yeah. a gathering. And I was like, I read, I saw the headline. Yeah. I was like, I'm not opening because I didn't really care enough to read because I was like, whatever, I don't believe in aliens. Yeah. And, but I was just like, maybe I should have looked to see what crazy, because I mean. Conspiracy some, theory. That's oh, conspiracy what I'm talking theory. about. So like the, the level of fear gets so bad that people start creating conspiracy theories. Oh, there's aliens and they have, they have come in one form or another. And then you got like influencers on social media saying, well, I was there or I heard my friend was there and said this and that. So all this is spinning well, around. Like, like the alien one I think of is it was late last year, I think, in Las Vegas, yeah. where people said they saw the aliens in the backyard and they looked at them. Yeah. And then the cops came like, oh, yeah, we we, we saw And people were like, oh, see that thing up in the sky? That was mm-hmm. the, the UFO crashing. And they're like, this is what the aliens looked like. And these people are like dead serious. I'm just like, really? Yeah. I And, and so... Uh, sorry if I'm offending anyone who really does believe there were aliens ten foot tall uh, in in Miami Mall, but I don't know. I'm I'm trying to make sense of it, and it just seems out there to me. And it's and some of that too is that like seeing is believing aspect, mm-hmm. kind of like you know the whole idea with the snowstorm. Like I'll believe we get the whatever yeah. they predict into the ones I, I see it. it. Yeah, and the same with this whole alien ten foot. I haven't seen yeah. a ten foot alien. Yeah, and another thing I was telling you about, there's a particular movie that's going out on one of the movie platforms that has this audio version of a low-frequency thing that is supposed to be subliminally going as a low tone that's undetectable by the human uh, mind, but yet has an effect of psychosis on people that will elicit anxiety, fear, and so forth. So, you know, then it's like I'm watching this video of like how this is going to impact humankind and like golly man like but, and it's nothing new because i'm thinking as you're saying that this time is like the idea of like back in the day playing a record backwards mm-hmm. that there's subliminal messages like yeah. satanic messages when you play certain albums yeah. backwards oh the beatles yeah is I that mean, helter skelter yeah helter skelter and all that so you know here we're as as i hope you're understanding the picture that we're painting is that our world really just seems to produce and feed off of, you know, things unknown or fearful uh, to the human mind. And so without any relationship with Jesus, well, how does one navigate through that? I don't know how you do navigate through that because until you experience that whatever, whether that fear is something coming up in the future, once you get to that point, okay, I've experienced it, I don't have that fear anymore. Right. But up until that point, how I don't know how you navigate it unless you go to people in your life, but they're still infallible people, human mm-hmm. beings like you and I. Mm-hmm. They don't have all the answers. They can't. They can provide a little. They can provide help, but it's not the help that our Lord and Savior and God can give to us who have overcome this world. Right, and that's where I always love uh, Philippians four, where it talks about like 
you know, uh, don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer about everything. And so it's like, okay, stop thinking about the things that make you anxious. Now, understanding that anxiety is uncontrollable thing, right? But we can work on coping mechanisms. So maybe God is showing us a coping mechanism of like, when we get anxious, now start focusing on prayer to me and talking to me and handing those things over to me. And then he says, when you do this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And it's like, what a great transactional thing that God's word gives to us in the moment of panic or anxiety or things that we, we just can't control our mind doing. But, you know, just as any kind of therapist would try and help someone with this to say, okay, develop coping mechanisms. Uh, I just see like, especially in this uh, passage, how God like already gives us that coping mechanism to rely and give it to him, right? you know, and it's like a, a transference of, of the anxiety to God. And so he transfers back to us a piece that we can't even describe. Right. And to me, that's, but it's known. Right. And that's like, you know, the one pastor I love like that is Matthew six and those verse when he's like, who of you can add a single hour of your life by mm-hmm. worrying? Mm-hmm. And that's something I have to remind myself of oh, all the time. Oh, man, yeah. Because I'm like, okay, because usually a lot, I mean, I worry throughout the day, but it usually hits me at night when I'm trying to sleep because yep. I got nothing to do in there, and I'm just laying there in bed. Trying to shut your mind off. And I'm just, my mind's going a mile a minute just thinking about all these things I'm worried about, and then I'm like, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting angry because I'm like, I can't sleep. Hmm. This is annoying. Now I can't get comfortable. Yeah. And it's like, God, just please let me get some sleep. You know, help me not to be angry. Just calm my mind. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm not sleeping because I'm worried or anxious. Mm-hmm. How's that adding an hour to my life? Instead, it's probably taken away from my life because I'm not getting the rest that I need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just making me more worked up and annoyed and worried and frustrated and aggravated and whatever emotions where I'm not taking fully care of myself. And so how is that adding to my life? It's taking away from there. And as in that passage of Matthew 6, it continues about, you know, look at the birds in the sky. They don't worry. Mm -hmm. They get taken care of. Aren't I going to take care of you? Yeah. Well, and you keep saying the word take away, which to me equates to somebody robbing you of something. And so what is Satan looking to do? He deceives us and he robs us of the joy that we have in Christ Jesus. So that's what he's attempting to take away. And you, you know, as we were kind of prepping up for this, you know, you had said, you know, you can just see spiritual warfare going on in our world. Like the, the, the prince of darkness seems to reign and people, people latch on to the darkness of this world and, and almost worship that. And, uh, but we have the light of Christ, and it's as if the light of Christ becomes, you know, the thing that people abhor. Like, oh, like why would you even believe in God or something right. like that? That doubt, or even like the devil, as he is the deceiver and master of lies, he knows how to like make something sound from God mm. that is true, but it's dangerous. And kind of as we were kicking around ideas, I brought up the idea of black ice. Yeah, like you don't see it there. And you're just going about normally, mm-hmm. minding your own business. Right. Next thing you know, you're down on the ground because you didn't see that patch of ice because it just blended in. Yep. And that's what the devil does to us. He's like a patch of black ice that we don't see, just mm-hmm. kind of blends right in. Yep. And then, bam, we're on our backside or, 
you know, we're struggling, then we're in pain, mm-hmm. and we didn't see it. But when we know the truth of God's word, we can be attuned to that. Like even right now, there could be some black ice, but we know it might be there. So you're kind of a little more careful walking yeah. or driving, as mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, so that you can be safe. And the more we stay with God's word, the easier to say, you know what? That's a lie from the devil. I'm not going to listen to that or fall for that this mm-hmm. time. Well, even if you do hit the black ice, maybe you're being as careful as you can be. And you hit that black ice, you're out of control. Like you, you, you're you're in a spin, right? Right. And that happened to me once. Uh, I think I told that story where I was fishtailing down 290 and I got out of it, and that was great, wonderful. But I kept thinking to myself, God took His hand and He righted the ship on my car. Right. There was another time, so I didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt uh, because I saw it ahead of time. Um, I think of my wife. She hit some black ice and did a head-on collision with another car. A few years ago, like, and that was, that was a lot of damage, you know, and a lot of, you know, her, she was hurt a lot. The other person was hurt and she was hospitalized. So like God didn't prevent her from getting hurt, but he saved, she's still with us, you know, and so is that other driver. And, and so like, it doesn't mean that, uh, even though she was cautious, uh, that she was absent of like running into this. But and even from getting hurt, but God was with her and sustained her and helped her. Now she doesn't like at all driving like in stuff like today, right? Like, so uh, obviously, right? Like who would? After it kind of like creates that. that like trauma mm-hmm. that you're always kind of like in a it's sense, a trigger almost, right? Almost like the yips. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, so so even then, it's like okay, well. I'm trusting in God, you know, but I still had this bad thing happen, but yet he's still there in the middle of it right. all. Could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think of like when, when we get caught up in fears, uh, Isaiah 41.10 is one of my favorites. It says, fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will cause you to stand upheld by my righteous mighty hand. And I, I just think that, that is so wonderful because that is God. That is God speaking into your life, right directly to you, and saying, "I know it's fearful out there, but don't fear. Don't even be dismayed. I'm with you." You know, and so I think that's that again. That transference of what God gives to us in the midst of being gripped by fear, He helps us to breathe. Like when you're fearful, you're 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 not breathing. You know, your your whole body's kind of locked up. And Jesus comes along and says, hey, I'm with you. You know, I got you. I'm, I'm holding you, you know. You know, you're talking about the weather outside and being fearful. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I had to look up, the, couldn't think of the exact song, but, you know, oh, the weather outside so frightful, frightful. <laughs> but the fire is so delightful. So then I started, when I was looking at that, the fire, that's light, yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. that is delightful, being by Christ, being warmed by Christ. Mm-hmm. And since we have no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah. Let God's word snow in our life because it is, you know, snow's white. It's That represents pure. Right. You know, let God's word, that pure truth, snow in our life so that we can let that outshine mm-hmm. the frightful weather outside. Yeah, and and to that end, uh, my wife today, she went home. She got home safely. And so she sends a a video 
uh, from our second story out our back window, showing the park and the snow coming down. She goes, look, it's so beautiful. And it's like, okay, isn't that something? That which creates fear on the road, when you step back and take a moment and look at it, that is part of God's creation. Uh, So even when you have to be cautious in it, there's beauty all around in it as well. Right. That's I was just looking because Cheryl, who was on our la- one of our last podcasts with Christmas mm-hmm. movies, you know, she likes snow, and I'm not a big fan. So we were texting a little bit today, and she just texted as we we're recording a picture of her backyard with all the snow covering the oh, tree, yeah. saying, "Isn't it pretty?" And I'm just thinking, yeah, now. Well, it, it's so funny. It seems like the snow muffles sound, right? Like mm-hmm. traffic. E- even we observed it because where we live, we hear Algonquin Road traffic all the time when we're in our bedroom because we're in the second floor and it faces that. But this morning, we could really not hear anything, even though it wasn't a whole lot of coverage. And it's so, like, there's coverage. Yeah. And so, I guess what I'm getting at is even in the beauty, it, it does kind of tamper out the noise. Mm-hmm. Right, like in, and so to sit in, in, in you know, maybe just sit uh, out on your porch or stand out there for a few moments to hear the quietness that that a snowstorm brings. It can be calming to you. Well, I was saying, as Psalm forty six, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of that snow, which can be frightening, just be still and know yeah. that God is there. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously I'm I'm talking about like today where there's no wind. It's right. a quiet, big. Wait, I thought we were supposed to have forty flights. miles per hour we, wind. Maybe that's coming later. I don't know, but I'm not advocating standing out in forty mile an hour winds in a blizzard. Why not? Um, I guess you could find peace in that, but who might be a little chilly. Might be a little chilly. You know, that's like those crazy people that do like polar plunges. That I mean, <laughs> standing outside in forty mile per hour snow wind yeah. or polar plunge. Mm. Neither sound very. Neither fun. sound great, but I'll 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 try and stand out in the cold wind. Yeah, or yeah, I ain't going in the water because then you're wet and yeah, then you got dry. That's no good. No, no good at all. So I guess, friends, that's what we we're kind of getting at. Is like, what are you listening to? Um, you know, this weekend uh, it continues our season of Epiphany in the church, and and uh, it, the season of Epiphany is really important to us Christians because it shows us and reveals to us who Jesus is. That he is Lord, he is the Son of God, he is our Messiah, he is the Christ, and he is victorious. And so as we learn about who he is, we can see that he has overcome the world. And and Jesus even says, in this world you will have many troubles and trials, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So as he reveals who he is to us, that gives us greater, um, uh, greater comfort to hang on to him and listen to him to blast through all the noise. Right. And just like when the snow melts, we see that new life. And mm-hmm. other than that's what we have when we hold on to God's word, that ultimately we'll have new life one day in heaven Yeah, where there will be no fear. Mm. It'll be wiped away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody was talking to me today about the passage uh, where Paul says, uh, you know, now we look as if in a mirror, um, kind of dimly lit, but... Then we will see Jesus face to face, and uh, while we don't know all things now, He knows us completely. I'm paraphrasing a lot on that phrase. Uh, it's in Second uh, Corinthians, I think, and it's like, yeah, 
uh, Jesus will just show you enough. You know, we see a reflection of who he is, but soon and very soon, um, we're going to see him face to face. And man, uh, there will be nothing to fear. Right. And that's a great spot to end this here. Sounds that there's good. nothing to fear. Because when we're with God, there is nothing to fear. He can pierce through any of the darkness of this world with the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is what we cling to each and every day. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening and God's blessings. Enjoy the snow. Unscripted.